Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is the current Ms. Belmont Shore for Miss California. Her name is Kat McCann. She is competing for Miss California, and she came on the show to tell her experience about competing in Miss New York and competing from Miss World America and all of the stuff that happened. And she is preparing for Miss California. And you definitely need to listen to her story because of all of the stuff that happened at Miss World America. She's an absolute incredible person and she'll definitely be someone to be reckoned with in the future. So listen to this incredible person and learn from her. And welcome to the show. I am so excited to be here. Well, we're really excited to have you here. It's always nice to have um, someone who has been able to really travel over the United States and has had titles in multiple um, uh, communities. So I I came across your YouTube um, really talking about Miss World. So I, I would love to, to talk about that, but let's let's backtrack first and how did you get into pageants and and did you just do pageants or were you doing dance or cheerleading like what what led you into doing pageants in the first place Sure so it's actually a very funny story on how I got into pageantry I was starting up my modeling career and I think Instagram kind of just knew the right things to send me and I saw an ad for Miss New York USA. So I ended up just kind of looking at it, kind of browsing their Instagram page and debating on whether I thought it was something for me, whether I thought it would kind of fit my career goals and path. And I kind of started to think, since I'm interested in philanthropy, that pageantry really would fit my career goals in basically every way. So I just decided to apply for that pageant and that ended up being my first pageant and kind of led into the rest of the pageants that I have been in since then. And when, and when was that, Kate? So that was a year ago, actually. So that was my first pageant was Miss New York USA. That was actually at this time last year. So I think it was the summer of 2018 when I applied. So prior to that, you, you were just doing modeling then? Yeah, absolutely. I lived in upstate New York at the time, so I was actually just starting my modeling career, and I wasn't really that into it. So it really was kind of brand new. The whole the whole entire industry was brand new for me at the time. So, what it, what have you learned by doing modeling that has really helped you in the pageant world, or or was it vice versa that pageants have really helped you just doing Miss New York? Was there anything yeah. that you learned from that? Yeah, I would say a fair mix of from the two. I've learned both from both, I would say. Um, definitely, I think I've learned a lot more from pageants, in all honesty. Um, from New York, USA in specific, they teach you a lot just about confidence and how to 
show your true beauty and shine. And they taught me a lot about how to do that and how to feel confident on stage and how to walk on the runway, how to feel comfortable in front of a camera, all of those things, especially with Miss World America as well. Being comfortable with the camera and everything like that was was really important since both of the pageants were recorded so that was it was just a very good experience and exposure really important for networking as well I met so many people that were really just useful and important for the industry but I learned a lot from modeling too I would say Um, it definitely gave me a little bit of confidence going into pageantry to to be a model already even though it was a small model (laughs) hey any modeling and any success of any kind is is success because it's a building the building block so Mm-hmm. Um, so a year ago, how old were you? So you were starting modeling when? Yeah. So I was, when I actually started modeling, I was, I believe 19. Okay. And so we're starting. Okay. Yes. So I think my first pageant, I was 20. Yeah. So last year, of course, so mm-hmm. I was 20, 21 now. So, so in, were you not having, were you having, um, issues breaking through to the next level is that what you think that um, drew you to the pageant initially that you wanted to get to uh higher paying um like runway jobs or maybe i feel as if um i just think pageants is just an amazing amazing platform all around not just in the modeling world but just being an influencer i have a lot of background and a lot of I guess, purpose to give that I wanted to bring with me into the modeling world. And I think once I learned that pageantry was very, very similar to what I was aspiring to do, which was basically to be a model that was also a voice and an inspiration to people, I realized that pageant girls are basically the same thing. They're they're supermodels, but they're also philanthropists and humanitarians. So I realized it was just something that was right for me, I, I think. Well, how did you do in your first pageant? Did you did you make top 15 or Unfortunately, I didn't, but I did get the outstanding interview award, which I felt pretty proud of since there was 150 girls just in the miss category alone. So I felt very um special to have stood out in the interview at least. So that was good for my first pageant. Top interview at, at the New York pageant is really hard to do so you definitely um impress some people so that's something you should definitely be you should definitely be um you know pat yourself on the back because the amount of people that you're competing with is tremendously hard compared to vermont where they had 10 people so for you to get top interview um with a bunch of judges that are really scrutinizing you to be the best um I, I would agree with you that you should definitely take that as an achievement. So, mm-hmm, and were you going in there completely blind? Did you have a pageant coach or, or of any uh, help? I didn't, I didn't have a pageant coach. Uh, I would say if I were to say someone was my coach at the time, it was my mom. <laughs> she definitely was the guiding force behind everything. Um, but we went to the, Um, orientation for Miss New York USA and they had Michelle Holmes there I believe that's yeah Michelle was there and she 
gave us some training. You could pay a small fee for like a workshop for walking and interview and things like that. And she gave us a lot of tips and pointers on just what to do, how to stand on stage, how you should walk, how you should sit, how you should act and speak and all of the pointers for pageantry. And that was, that was actually really helpful and really eye opening. going into my first pageant. I felt as if I walked away just from orientation, which was like two or three months before the actual pageant feeling as if I had a lot to learn and prepare for. And it was just very eye opening and educational to have that little workshop, but no, I did not have any trainer at that point in in my pageant career. Well, I mean, then it's even more, um, a pat on the back that um, you took the little bit of advice that you got from Michelle Holmes and you took your own achievements and were able to, and to impress the judges. So I would definitely say that's definitely a win. So, um, so proceeding, did you decide to continue to compete in that system in the same state or what did you decide to do from there on? Yeah, so from there on, I was really just planning on continuing preparing for the following year, which would have been um, this year. And I kind of got a curveball when I was approached by the Miss World America organization. They were putting together the Miss World New York pageant. So they were asking, I'm assuming they were just asking contestants, from Miss New York USA if they would be interested in competing for Miss World America New York. And of course I was pretty interested because I I felt like I had learned so much just from my first pageant that I was already ready to tackle another one. So it was, it was kind of a good opportunity and I got third runner up in that pageant and that's kind of how they drafted me into the Miss New England pageant where I won for New Hampshire. So you did two pageants with them, one you finished in third from uh, second runner-up, and then you won the second one? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, so I think it's fourth place for the first one, so third runner-up for Miss World New York. And then they must have liked me and a lot of other girls, so they just had a lot of us all from the New England states um, come to Connecticut and we all competed and the top two were given Vermont and New Hampshire. So Tyra was first given Vermont, Tyra Daniel. And then after that, I was crowned as Miss New Hampshire. So that was very cool. So that first win as my third pageant. So that that's a pretty good achievement, right? I'm sure that was a yeah, pretty, absolutely. That, that was a uh, big, I'm sure that was a big pat on the back, right? And then to have Definitely. someone that who actually sought out you other than, other than the USA pageant where you sought out them and you had to mm-hmm. make the initial. So, you know, that that's really awesome. So yeah. that starting experience with the director sounds like it was a positive experience, but as you um, – told your YouTube followers the state, the national experience was horrible. So why don't you go into your story? um, That's how I originally came to find you and um, thought your story was so interesting. So what happened at nationals um, was um, unbelievable. So why don't you tell our audience um, what happened? Yeah, absolutely. So 
after I won my state pageant, things started to get, I guess you would say, a little bit questionable and very, I don't know, I don't want to say sketchy, but just confusing and questionable. And we were promised assistance and guidance, and I was not even getting a response from my state director. So I kind of had to prepare myself for the pageant. And this, I realized afterwards, was the case for a lot of my sister queens as well, and my teen, which is quite unfortunate. None of them were really getting responses. You know, of course, most winners get like prize packages from sponsors, things like that to help them prepare for nationals. And we just had a hard time even contacting our state director because he was just so busy preparing for nationals. And I think that, I honestly just think um, that it was just disorganized. And I don't think it was at anyone's fault. It was just lack of preparation, I believe. It was just put together to last minute, unfortunately. And I don't think that the health and well-being of the contestants was really considered and more or less the fact that they just wanted to put on a production was really the focus and so just just from the beginning from the moment that we arrived in Las Vegas there was just red flags everywhere we were supposed to be picked up from the airport and a lot of people including myself um were not picked up I had to get an uber myself to get now, to the that was the one part that I thought that was so weird because you even made a point to say that your teen even hadn't got an Uber and that's something that um, with someone being under eighteen, um, I thought that was very odd. And I'm a thirty seven year old man, and I would never think that it would be appropriate for a a sixteen year old or or someone under eighteen having to get their own transportation to a hotel. So I'm, you're absolutely right there. And, um, you, you, your, your true North, um, feeling, um, you're absolutely right. Um, I, I think you're giving a pass to your director because your director, in my opinion, his job or her job is to be your advocate and to, so, um, Sometimes there isn't a prize package. I, I, I sometimes work with small, small, um, where there is just isn't, you know, or they try their best, but they just don't have the, the, the resources to get a prize package. But that also should have been told to you. But it definitely sounds like they promised more than they could deliver. Mm-hmm. And then Absolutely. they kind of like shocked you when, because you, you pay from what I, from what I listened to, is it correct that you paid for your own airfare to get there? And then you- uh, absolutely. Yep. I had to pay for my own transportation to get there and um, yeah, everything. Luckily uh, now I live in Los Angeles. So my flight was very short and not too expensive. However, for my family who lives in New York um, and everyone that was competing and that was traveling from the East coast, I'm sure that, that flight was not, not cheap at all. So. Oh yeah, of course. So, you you're flying in from Los Angeles, you've got your your bag. So you probably what did you have a couple of uh, check bags and uh, your carry on? Oh, easily. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I absolutely had at least um, six checked bags for that. Um, and, and my one carry on was basically a suitcase with my high priority gowns in it. Right. <laughs> it was all I could afford to bring no. on the plane. No, of course, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They, I own a travel agency too. 
believe it or not, with, mm-hmm. with, with my photography and the, the radio show I'm doing. So they mm-hmm. always suggest um, that, you know, you can, there's a hiding spot on a plane. So um, they can actually hang your stuff up. So FYI. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so if your director <laughs> was helping out, he would have told you you could handhold your. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. So you're going to the hotel. Where 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 did they do the pageant? First of all, what hotel? So it is at the Orleans Hotel and Casino. Okay, in so Las Vegas. No, so the so for our, our listeners, New Orleans, New Orleans is this really old, off the strip. It's about two or three blocks yeah. off the strip. I did it have casino? It does have casinos, right? Or no? Oh my gosh, it was basically a massive casino, which uh, basically is my biggest concern about the teens being okay. just unprotected with the casino. I just so, know it's yeah. a really old. I know it's a really old hotel slash casino. Oh yeah. Okay. It was like surrounded by like a truck yard and like yes. some very yes. yeah. It was not <laughs> because where this hotel is, the strip is it is like four blocks to the left. Mm-hmm. So this one is built on the open spaces. And in downtown Las Vegas, there's all this um, free parking that is on, on the side of the strip, but it's like four blocks away. So that's where this hotel. So you're mm-hmm. surrounded by this free parking lot. So there must have been massive 18 wheelers everywhere and all that kind oh, of yeah. stuff. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, you probably <laughs> thought you were going to a third world country at this point. I'm sure that was that I'm trying to, so am I right? Or am I wrong? I was definitely a little nervous. Um, once I saw the casino and all of the flashing lights and everything, I, I felt a little bit better, Okay. but, um, definitely driving to the casino from the airport was like, where are we, where are we headed? <laughs> now, I, I have it. I'm, I'm getting the, I'm getting the strong, um, opinion. You definitely did a Google search and like made sure that they had good, um, Yelp reviews and everything. So, you did look that up, right? You knew you knew the type of resort it was, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so you, and you knew it was an older hotel, right? Of course. Okay. And I, I kind of had a feeling that that was, I was hoping that it wasn't going to be a bad thing, but, you know, I was thinking maybe all the riffraff would be on the strip, but <laughs> there was definitely, there was definitely some interesting characters there in the Orleans with us. <laughs> oh, you're, you're so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, positivity, positivity, you know, absolutely. You know, never lose that. Okay. That, I think that's mm-hmm. the one thing we lose as we get older is positivity. So, absolutely. um, so you get there and, what happened at registration? Because something happened at registration too. They held you yeah. guys up or what? Like this, these are just like crazy stories because oh I, I want gosh. you, I do want you to know this. I'm a guy, but like all of my girlfriends that are pageant girls, they, none of this stuff happened. So mm-hmm. I, please uh, respond on your. Absolutely. Um, this, this pageant was absolutely insane. And, and from all my experiences with pageants and what I know, I can say that it definitely is like no other for sure. Um, we, we got there and they of course had us all like, they were like, come up to the fifth floor, maybe it was. And they had us like checking in obviously. And they said we were not allowed to bring our parents, which for me, obviously was fine. But for the teenagers, 
it that's a little questionable um but then they get there and it turns out the teenagers do need their parents to sign the documents because they're minors and should not be signing documents without their parents so it was just very confusing right off the bat um we were like given our our swag bags which was nice um with our new sashes but they just didn't they didn't give us the meal tickets right away and i feel thinking back to it that they should have they gave us our chaperones and we're like okay your chaperones are responsible for you they're going to take care of you make sure you're safe and fed and healthy and good to go and i i will say um i did have a moment during the pageant where i was having a little bit of an anxiety attack and my chaperone did run and get me some food so i will say she did have my back at one point but Basically, the theme with the chaperones and the meal tickets was that we were not able to find them and, and obtain them at any point in the pageant. And a lot of us were just going hungry and not eating at all. And that I feel as if could have been solved just simply by providing us with all of the meal tickets in our little goodie bags that we received right when we right when we got there. But I mean, I feel as if it's a learning process, like I said. Well, and that was definitely um, backed up by another colleague because someone else of your colleagues actually made a expose like yourself. And she mm -hmm. actually had claimed that you that she had to actually um, find them every day and request the, the uh, food vouchers. And if you didn't request mm -hmm. them by a certain time they wouldn't even give them to you so oh, yeah. that's like unbelievable that they yeah. would hold your food and then if you didn't claim them by a certain time they wouldn't even give them to you as if they expired that i mean is that the experience you had as well or or oh yeah okay Absolutely. I had two meal tickets total um, that I received throughout the whole weekend experience. And I only used one of them because the second time that I went, everything that the meal ticket was applicable for had already been closed. So they had held us so late for rehearsal that it was closed. And that's kind of how it was going for everyone was that if you did have your meal ticket, it was either so busy at the restaurant, we had no time to get the food or we were pushed so early for rehearsal or so late with rehearsal that we were not able to make it in time when the restaurants were open in order to get the food. So I ended up having my parents pay for my food and buy me some food, thank goodness, and, and buy my teen some dinner so that we were not starving, luckily. And we, we had pizza, which is not what pageant girls should be eating, but it's better than not eating so that was pretty much the theme for everyone the whole weekend, which is like, ugh, just thinking back to it. Uh, now, how many days was the competition and, and you were, uh, were supposed to be getting meal plans? Because did I mishear you? Did you say you only got it twice? And how many, yes, two, and how many, and how many, how many days were you entitled uh, food? Four, 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 I believe three or four. I think it's four and the, the meal ticket was that good for the entire day or was that just for one meal of out of three one, just one yeah so we got two to start and that was supposed to be for like our lunch and dinner that first day wait a minute what, we what about to... breakfast so they weren't even going to yeah. offer you breakfast you had was you're on your um, own i'm guessing we were supposed to eat breakfast before we checked in and that was supposed to be on our own i'm assuming yes wow so, yeah definitely oh. Okay, so we haven't even got the good part. So now, <laughs> uh, 
I don't mean to lead you, but um, if, if, if we can tango, we can. Um, sure. <laughs> so we get to the audition part where you're actually practicing the routine for the actual performance. So tell us what happened there. Okay, so the first day we are practicing, and it was just confusing because we had our first performance was just walking on stage in our gowns. It was the um, top model challenge is what it's called, and that is on this the first night, the Saturday night performance, mm -hmm. and we were rehearsing on Friday for the Sunday night show, and girls were getting very confused as to what night we were supposed to do what performance because we were practicing not order. for what was, yeah, it was just very out of order. And, and of course, while we were rehearsing, it was like the teens could have been eating or resting and they were just sitting there watching or vice versa. And now, we this... could have been, sorry. No, no. I was, I was just going to, is this the portion where they were also wearing you guys are wearing similar outfits or that's that's not tied into this this portion so the matching outfits would be opening number okay. and that is um that's just the opening number dance gotcha. but um we basically were practicing that as well because that was incorporated into both performances i'm pretty sure my memory is a little vague since it was just a crazy experience mm -hmm. <laughs> when I try to think back to it in all honesty, but, um, opening number, we just, the rehearsals were very hectic and I feel as if they could have planned better the timing for the rehearsals. We spent a lot of time just standing or sitting around while they messed with the lights or with the sound or while the announcer worked on the lines or while the choreographers just were chatting about something and, every time it was expressed to them, like, hey, we could be getting ready, or hey, we could be resting, or hey, we could be eating, they just kind of disregarded that. And so all of the girls kind of ended up just very exhausted, very hungry, very frustrated. And this was kind of how it went with almost every single rehearsal that we had. And it was just, it was very ridiculous. Well, the thing that really um, was alarming is that your colleague who also made a expose video um, mentioned that you guys were just constantly standing. They didn't rotate you guys into sitting groups where you guys were just waiting, but they had literally had you guys standing in high heels oh, yeah. during. Now I just thought that was odd because I, I, you know, I, I've had friends that have competed at Miss America and, and Miss USA. They do, make you do audition uh, practices for all day. But, you know, when they're not using you, you're allowed to, they, they put you in the, the seats to, to wait for your routine to start. They don't make right. you just stand on stage. So, Absolutely. so that was all true. Like they just literally had all 50 contestants standing on stage. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And there was, of course, a few girls who like got so fed up with the standing at certain points, especially when it was getting late into the night when we were reaching 11 o'clock on Pacific time and we had our East Coast girls just barely hanging on because it was just so late for them and they were just so exhausted at that point. 
and we were just still going and we were still standing there. Some people just, I think, had to sit down. I, I can remember so specifically looking at some of my friends and just being deeply concerned because they looked so pale and they just like their eyes, they just looked right through me when I talked to them because they were just so tired. Like I could see that it was just hard for them to even focus. And it was, it was really concerning. I, and we're, just, we're talking about audition. We're just talking about practice for auditions. Yep. You guys have not done any prelims, right? This is just, yeah. whoa. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. when, when, so how many days of practice before you guys did your first interview was was that so interview the third day? Like the the private interviews was the very first day, but we had rehearsals surrounding that. Okay, um, and of course we had rehearsals the following day, right before our first stage performance as well. So we managed to squeeze in a rehearsal basically before and after almost every single um, portion of the competition that we had. Okay, that's kind of unusual. Usually, oh, yeah. you have a, a practice before the competition, but not after. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That was what was basically draining the energy out of out of all of us, I think, was, was the fact that we were doing competitions, and then we were proceeding to rehearse into all hours of the night, expected to get up at the crack of dawn to continue um, rehearsing and competing. So it was just, I think that they just didn't organize well enough and they didn't plan and they, they should have sent us the routine for the dance way sooner than they did so that we could have all learned it and had it prepared and they should have had everything ready to go, timed out, just better than they did. And I think that it's a learning a learning process, of course. And I think that Miss World America is still kind of new. It's, of course, not nearly as established as, as Miss USA or Miss America is. So I just think, I think they just have some improving to do with their scheduling and organization. Well, you're being very polite. I think the simple <laughs> fact is that the organization is being run very dysfunctionally. Um, I know that from from a from a director side that mm -hmm. even the directors weren't um, being really um, effectively um, communicated with. So you're being very yeah. polite compared to your YouTube video because absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be um, on a more positive side moving forward since I'm not really continuing to involve myself with the organization. I don't really want to say anything negative. However, there are, I, I do receive a lot from other people as well. And I know that the organization hasn't necessarily been the most pleasant with everyone either, um, including some judges as well. So it's been a very questionable situation. And honestly, I'm just kind of looking forward to, to be past it. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I totally understand that. I think mm -hmm. that we, it's something that you can learn and you, it's a it's experience that will help to motivate you and also drive you to be the the, the best that you can be. But it's mm -hmm. also you don't want someone else to be put in that situation that you know you you don't want someone else to have to go through that either, because there's mm -hmm. lots of things that could happen. You you could um, you could have um, calf injury. Um, you could damage one of your your leg muscles. I mean. I've had colleagues rip their um, 
their inner soul there by wearing a shoe long, long enough. So, oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. so, so th- th- there are certain things that just when you were, when you were talking on your YouTube channel, it's like, wow, like, and they just, and then they didn't really care because yeah. when you expounded to say that you guys asked if, if, um, if they could just move the, the, the training to the next day and they, they acted as if that means that you guys wanted more practice, which <laughs> was completely defeating what you guys were trying to say. So, yeah, absolutely. And I will say I didn't necessarily receive any physical injuries from that pageant. However, thank I God. did. I, yes, thank goodness. But I did still leave that pageant very, very unhealthy mentally and physically. I was like, I think I lost 15, maybe 15 pounds. It was very close to 15 pounds just in that weekend from the amount of food that I didn't eat and just from the stress that I was feeling. And mentally, I was like in a funk for a few weeks after that pageant. I was just not motivated for anything. I was feeling so just just mentally overwhelmed from what had happened. I was just unable to just function for a few weeks afterwards. Well, I mean... That's just the perfect reason for you that you should be an advocate for people to um, to spread the word and just mm-hmm. to tell the truth. You don't need to go out of your way, but if someone asks, it's important that you tell the truth. So, and- Absolutely. I just wanted to take one second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. Uh, through all of that, you would think that that's crazy, but we truly haven't gotten to the 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 the, the peak of the mountain. So what mm-hmm. happens? What are the two things that I was just absolutely shocked by? What happened during the competition to one of your colleagues, and then what happened to the to the actual performance pieces? Sure. So um, I'm sure I'm assuming you're talking about my colleague who had a seizure. Yes. During. Yes, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that was honestly one of the things that really, I guess, shook me the most from the whole experience. So uh, to give a more, I guess, detailed description of exactly what happened. So we did our opening number. We did our introductions. And this was the final night the final show um where we were crowning our winner and we were all getting dressed that opening number was that all there or did you guys have to share it because of what happened with the teens taking the outfits um we luckily had all of our outfits luckily there were different dresses for miss and teen so luckily all of the miss had our gowns for okay But there was a point where the the teens did take one of the outfits for the competition. Absolutely. Yeah. For the fitness portion. Once they announced. Okay. Well, I didn't mean to. Okay. So 
go, go so we're talking about the the seizure okay so absolutely okay <clears throat> so we did the opening number and our introductions and everyone was getting back or backstage ready for a gown um, where we were going on one at a time in order and doing our walk and lining up on stage and that's when they were to announce the top 25 and the uh, preliminary challenge winners so like immediately as we were warm or as we were all lining up um just chaos started to happen there was like these areas kind of blocked off for mini dressing room areas and everyone was kind of running around this one area and I had some stuff in that area so I kind of walked over to it and I heard everyone just yelling you know she's someone's having a seizure someone's having a seizure and I stopped and I looked and in in that room was um the girl and she was laying back and she was she was just there um seizing and I I had never seen someone having a seizure so it really did honestly scare the crap out of me at I'm the sure time. it did I it was I mean, just yeah she it, was all dressed in her gown yeah. so to see her um and plus this is a girl that I had connected with um, prior. So I, it was one of my friends. So I was like, Oh my God. And I was also just starting to think um, that this girl has a pacemaker. So I was starting to become deeply concerned about that and making sure that that was still functioning because it keeps her heart going. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I just honestly, started to panic a little and there was a girl luckily thank goodness um I don't remember who it is and I wish I did but in the in the heat of the moment I'm not her sure who this was but she was like I'm an EMT <laughs> she's like she's gonna be okay and I was like oh my gosh thank and there God. was just thank goodness yeah. there was there was just girls crying um there was girls panicking but in there this were whole girls... but in this whole this this whole thing going on, the the stage director isn't saying, okay, we're gonna we're gonna stop, we're gonna you know, nope. no, yeah, oh. some people were literally screaming like we have to stop, we have to stop, and wow. they were like, very persistent on making sure that we did not stop, and that's where I like that was the moment where I realized that they really only cared about putting on the show, because we had a girl seizing, we had girls crying and freaking out, we had girls like myself actually having um very i had a very minuscule uh anxiety attack which was handled immediately but um other girls were definitely not as okay um we had prayer circles and just like ambulances and people rushing in and they were still like as this was happening making us one by one so Go all this is happening. This, this is all happening in like two to three minutes, right? Like seizure, oh, yeah. prayer so girl. You have um, ambulance coming in, and I would say five to ten minutes. Okay. Um, while we were all preparing to go on stage, we and were our, all kind and of is the just stage director us. is the stage director saying go 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 or like, like oh yeah they were there was a few people that were kind of the stage directors and they were telling us like to just not worry about it and to chill out and to just get on stage. But of course Did they actually say chill most, out. Basically. I mean, wow. there was some very questionable, uh, I would say that's questionable. I would there say was some very questionable things happening backstage in that moment for sure. Um, I think that 
I mean, a lot of the girls were saying, you know, we have to just not pay attention to this. And there was a lot of girls saying, we need to stop everything right now because of this. And a lot of us were just like, I have no idea what to do. So, Especially when you already have, everyone is already in the audience. If you guys take a five minute break, um, everything's being recorded to tape. It's not like it was being live aired. Yeah, so, they had us redo everything over and over to make sure they had their perfect recording anyways. That, so that was the thing that like we, that was the yeah. other so on top of it they're they're making you do it multiple times. So they could have they could have taken time for your colleague and given you guys just a couple minutes to be a little bit more um coherent mm-hmm. in what's going on. So that just Absolutely. I mean, that just blows my mind. So Yeah. So with the course of them telling you do it over so they made you do that portion that with all that commo- they made you do that over like twice i guess you said or three oh, oh yeah absolutely when they were announcing the winners um so just like for example the winner of um let's just say the interview the interview winner when she would walk down and marissa would come out with her award and give it to her if something wasn't right like if the announcer didn't say something right or i don't know if the girl trips a little bit or something happens that it just isn't perfect they would be like okay can you go back and you go back and we just do this whole entire announcement from the beginning and they did that many many times with many many different parts of the competition and it was at the point where the rest of us who were just standing there this whole time were like dying because our feet were just aching and and our emotions were just all over the place we were starving we were tired like at that point in the competition to have to just stand there and refilm things over and over again it was just like come on seriously like Good this th- is what we're doing. Good thing they weren't <laughs> producing um, the Miss Universe and, and having to deal with Harvey. Otherwise, they would be there for <laughs> forever, you know. Oh, gosh. I, I mean, like, for, for I mean, I, I, there is a thing to be, to have perfection, but, like, to do it multiple times just to get the right shot, it's not a movie. It's a, oh, yeah. it's a pageant, so. Honestly, I, <sighs> I sometimes think we may have been okay with Steve Harvey um, because our our host was just, I I think he was a cool guy for sure, but he was just not meant for hosting a pageant. He was just not good. There was supposed to be another host um, who was a model from LA and she was just so fed up with everything that was going on with all of the disorganization that she actually left before the final show. So she ended up not co-hosting and just ended up leaving entirely because she was so tired of all of the disorganization. So um, he ended up hosting the whole thing alone, which obviously required us to refilm things over and over again. Yeah, because, I mean, the whole idea with having uh, two panel co-hosts is that you can lean on someone if you can't if you can't mm-hmm. um, say someone's name properly or respond on the on the gown properly so mm-hmm. uh, so on top of that like like i kind of stole your thunder the teens stole your um uh workout routine outfit and on the video you you had said that they had the miss world or corporate organization told you guys that you didn't need to 
um, use them anymore, so they just took them home. Is that correct? Is that how the story went? Um, yeah, I would say there was just a miscommunication. Wow. That went down there. Um, we kind of got backstage, and I think, I don't know if the teens, I just think they were under the impression that they were allowed to keep the outfits. They were just never told that they were supposed to leave them. So I wouldn't necessarily say that they stole them, more or less. They just didn't leave them like they were supposed to. If I said so, there was. If I sold, said stolen, let's say borrowed. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, the, improperly borrowed. Um, so there was just very um, a very small selection. So when you know they announced the top twenty-five, which I was fortunate enough to be in, um, we all ran backstage and were looking for the fitness outfits that were supposed to be provided. And we were all looking to get changed quickly so we could go back on stage and, and compete. And first of all, they told us that this whole outfit was provided and come to find out in the moment that we needed a sports bra. Fortunately, most of us had brought sports bras or were willing to share. So that was something that they they did not mention. So I was actually wearing a Nike sports bra on stage with my outfit which was a little weird but that's okay and okay. and there was just there was just not enough clothes to go around so originally I was dressed in a blue pair of pants and a green shirt and I ended up wearing black pants and an, like a blue shirt on stage by the end of it because I had to take my clothes off and give it away and sit there with no clothes on and wait until someone came off stage and could give it to me and give me their clothes. So I had to wait for Connecticut to come off stage and I had to take her pants from her. So I, as New Hampshire could run right on afterwards. <laughs> so it was a little chaotic. And honestly, if you think about it, probably not very sanitary, but I think everybody was wearing underwear. So we were fortunate to be lucky with this one, but. Um, uh, I mean, I, I've been around enough runway shows where, People are walking around naked, but I mean, that's not the ideal situation. The ideal situation yeah. is that there's uh, a changing room or whatever, but that, that, that's again, that's, that's not, the, that's not the norm. Like, whoa. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, you Honestly, can't. That was, it was kind of funny at the, at the time. No, I didn't I, really yeah. think of anything. I was like, oh my gosh, this is just ridiculous. Like it, it was is. kind of something to laugh off. But when you look at the grand picture and you see everything combined, that was so unorganized with this pageant. You're just like, really? Like we even had to do this too. Like, <laughs> it's like they say, Come on. it's like they say, um, when someone has a heart attack, it's not that burger that you had today. It's the 2000 burgers that you had for the last 10 mm -hmm. years you know, right. it's just what happened to be the thing that pushed over the water over the barrel. So, I mean, Absolutely. I mean, that was just one thing that just happened. I mean, the big thing to me that definitely was completely inappropriate is one, not feeding you guys, just just not feeding you, having you guys practice an un unusual amount. I mean, treating you guys as if you guys were just stupid. I mean, that's the mm -hmm. impression that I got. And then also not providing any transfer to the hotel and um, just acting as if that's okay. So um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm telling you from the pageant world, this is not norm. And um, I, I hope that this pageant experience is not something that you um, will 
put against the rest of the pageant world. So I, I hope that yeah. that this experience isn't your last experience. Um, Absolutely. And, um, I do have a pageant coming up here in only 10 days. Awesome. So, so yes. overall, overall, how did you do at this pageant? Did, did you at least place at Miss World National? Like, like, did you, did you, did you get top four, top five, top 15? Like, how did you do? Um, as far as I'm aware, I made it into the top 25. Oh, 25. Um, oh, there was that's some awesome. speculation that I was 11th but I'm not positive on how factual that is. Uh, okay. I did not make it into the top five or anything, unfortunately. Um, this pageant was also included some preliminary competitions that had to do with um, money and know, internet yeah. following yeah. and other things were kind of part of it. So uh, I do think that I could have done better in some of the preliminary categories, but I do think that the girls that made it also were extremely deserving. So it was, I think the competition was, was very good. And very well, fair. I will say if you guys want more insight on the other categories, just watch her YouTube video and then she'll just bound on the extras. But I would encourage you Thank never, you. never, ever, ever, to um donate your own money even if it's for the miracle network to to just do it you know i you can always find a fundraiser or find someone to do it for you but uh, i would yeah you know a pageants are not supposed to take money out of out of your pocket pageants are supposed to help you achieve your goals help you get to college help you to network so yes and I hope anyone who's listening to this, that this is a perfect example of a, of a system that are red flags. Like if these things are going on, they're, they're asking you to pay money. They're going to, they're, they're, they're not giving you any help. They're making you pay for your own transfers. Red flag, right? Red flag, mm -hmm. right? So Absolutely. now going into it, uh, there was no way for you to judge. There was no way that, knowing that it was a red flag. The only thing you knew that that your director was a little hard to get in touch with, but there wasn't really any mm -hmm. any other big red yeah. flag. Which at is first a shame. It seemed like a yeah, it seemed like a deal at first because I mean of course pageants do have entry fees. Yeah. Um, especially the USA pageants, especially for New York and for California, they're a little more expensive. But they pay for things like um, your food that you actually get and your room and a hotel and, right. that is actually safe and transportation and things like that. So um, though that money is actually uh, reciprocated to you during the pageant, whereas at Miss World America, it, it definitely was not. But I think I, I started to get red flags just just right off the bat going towards nationals because I, I just received more support um, even going into New York, USA than I did, um, which was my first pageant, I could have reached out to Michelle. Um, I could have reached out to those trainers. I just didn't because I felt confident. And so but you I'm also, sure I could have got, but you also all fully, um, I'm, you fully, um, admitted that you did do her short class and that you felt yeah. that you had everything. So, yes. I mean, that's, that's the only thing the only thing I would say that you were missing is that's just you were you you only know what you know. So you mm -hmm. can't I 
there's no way that you should punish someone. You only you only know what you know, and you mm-hmm. you learn stuff by by experiencing stuff. So going into the next pageant, you knew that you needed more experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if someone tells you that, you still may not tr- trust them because you still only know what you know. So Absolutely. your experiences are only going to reflect with what ideas you know. So I think yes, that absolutely. I think that that your your opinion on the matter that I can do it by myself and I have enough was probably justified because what if you did win? What if you won Miss New York and you didn't have to go mm-hmm. through all that? Why spend all the money, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And and sometimes that is that is all it takes is, is to just give it a shot. A lot of girls do win on, on the first try. Of course, now I do have a lot of pageant trainers and pageant coaches um, preparing me, but that's just because I've learned so much that I feel as if there's a lot that I, like you said, now that I know, I know I need to learn more. Um, but a lot of girls, some girls just, they just have it. Right. I, I think that uh, it's just a maturity thing and, mm-hmm. and you, you know, it's hard to get someone to, to understand it until they walk your walk. So I, mm-hmm. so that's why I was, I love doing this show because you, your maturity and the things that you've learned, you can help to teach someone else in the future, not have to take these, these um, bad opportunities and, all, and focus on all the good opportunities, like the new opportunity that's coming up. So yeah. after all this horrible experience, so you, um, you made um, top 25 uh, or, or up to 11, and then after um, nationals, you also went back to California and what happened? You, you have a local title now? Yeah, absolutely. And what's the system so, are you with? I am back with Miss USA. So I will Congratulations. be competing for, thank you. So I will be competing for Miss California USA um, in 10 days here. So I am super excited. I currently hold a title for the beach neighborhood in my city, uh, Miss Belmont Shore, USA. So that is super exciting. I actually, this is so funny, um, applied to Miss California before I ever even competed for Miss World America, New Hampshire. I knew I was going to move. So I just applied um, before I even moved because I just, I knew they had a deadline and I knew I would be here. Uh, So I was like, eh, might as well. And wasn't really expecting to win Miss World New Hampshire. So that kind of was a little bit of a curveball in the experience. (laughs) But um, everything's experience, you know. Absolutely. So So I came over here knowing. Take the positive with the negatives, right? Absolutely. So, absolutely. The, um, what what do you love about USA? Do you are you are you more um, drawn to it because it's a more model focused pageant, or um, do you just like the the style that it is? What 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 really draws um, you to the system? Because you could do America too, right? Absolutely, um, and of course the Miss Earth pageant has even reached out to me and asked me if I was interested in considering them, and and I have considered them as well. Um, but something about the USA system, of course, I grew up watching Miss Universe, so of course I'm automatically drawn to Miss USA, knowing that the next step would be Miss Universe. 
so that, of course, is very um, attractive. Uh, that's, of course, every little pageant girl's dream <laughs> to be Miss Universe someday. So that is great. But I think it's just really um, the professionalism to it and just the energy of the system. I, I've i never felt any type of negative energy being involved in a Miss USA pageant or with Miss USA girls I've met I met some girls who had competed in Miss USA at Miss World America um Illinois is a perfect example Alex I adore her she was Miss Illinois USA before she was Miss Illinois World so she had experience and had competed at Miss USA and just talking to her and even hearing what she thought about Miss USA in comparison to Miss World America really was just a confirmation that that pageant had the the right idea the right they were very organized they have their girls best interest in mind they are all about women empowerment and they just have a lot of great goals and I just I really love that industry and I think I was first doing a USA pageant which was my first one and that's kind of really what hooked me I fell in love with it immediately just doing that one first pageant I was just that feeling, that energy, the girls were so amazing. Everyone, I made so many friends. It was just such an incredible experience. I, I'm looking forward to California, USA, because I'm just so excited to be able to experience that type of energy again, because that was truly like what I feel as if pageantry is about and what it should stand for is exactly what the Miss Universe and Miss USA organizations represent. Well, I, I can't disagree with you. I think that what USA is really founded on is what really um, is incredible. I love the idea that it empowers a strong woman. It, it focuses on someone who wants to be career-oriented. They want to be a strong model or, or be an actress. So, I mean, all, the, uh, all of those things. And to be honest, I mean, just looking at your photos, you're absolutely gorgeous. So... Thank I mean, you. It, if you can crush your interview in New York, then the real, the big thing is just uh, winning them on stage. So that's mm -hmm. just something that comes with more practice and practice. And I'm sure that your pageant coaches that have really responded on that, you, oh, you, yes. you know, that the more time you're on stage, the more comfortable you're on stage. And, you know, it, you are jumping, I, I don't know if they've really expressed to you, but you've gone to, you've started in a state that's really hard, and now you've gone to one of the hardest, if not the hardest state in the country to mm -hmm. win, to win um, Miss USA. So, Cal, uh, being California, so, I mean, that would be a kudo in your in your flag if you can, if you can win Miss California. I would definitely say that you're prepared to win Miss USA. Is that how you're Absolutely. looking at like? Definitely. I'm, I'm feeling as if uh, this year may be my year. And if not, I, I know for a fact that next year will um, based on how much I've grown just in this past year. But I do, I will say though, that Miss New York has 172 contestants this year. And I believe California only has like 75, which is really shocking to me because New York um, is basically just New York City area and a few um, outer um, areas. Uh, but California is such a large state. So I, I just was very shocked 
to hear that. But I know that a lot of the girls coming from California are also um, from Los Angeles. So that's very uh, competitive as well. Um, the thing that that you just shocked me by is that it's usually about 200. So if you're saying it's under 100, then wow, like that's that's very interesting that it's that under would be awesome <laughs> no no i'm no i'm i'm just saying like i mean yeah. kudos to you because there are years where that organization had no doubt yeah now is that the organization that's also being run by the chrisley family absolutely yep okay. um miss california and miss florida usa are um, ran by chrisley productions so is that interesting too to have a celebrity to be your director are you are you excited for that because there's so much so much in the limelight? Yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 a little excited. I luckily have a few friends who already are celebrities, so I've been able to taste what it's like to be um, hanging with celebs already. It's, it's <laughs> but, not a big um, Paul. It's not a big deal. Oh my god, you know, she just go to parties, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you have a bunch of people taking photos. It's okay, Paul. <laughs> you know, they're actually very. Um, they're they're so different with California. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm this pageant. They have the first three nights of the, and it's a four day event, which is crazy for a state pageant that it's so long. Um, they have an event for the first three nights. They have three different like like red carpet events basically and dinners for us after rehearsals. And so it's like, like fundraisers, not right? Only, aren't they yeah, fun? yeah, absolutely. Right. And they're, but they're, they're fancy events and celebrities go to them and our family can come. And it's just so cool because not only are they giving us food, but they're making it a fancy event. They're like doing something with it. There's so much going on like with this, whereas like even with New York USA, like it was rehearsing and it was going to bed and then it was getting up rehearsing and performing and then going to bed. So but it wasn't like we didn't have a party. We didn't have to like dress up. Like I have three um, beautiful outfits that I have to wear for these after parties. And I am like, wow, this is, this is so different. This is, this is California, USA. <laughs> well, and no disrespect, Kate, but the, I mean, one is New York. Um, and one is California. I mean, like, you know, one area is the the entertainment capital, and one is where we make all the money. So, I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> one knows how to party, and one wears a suit. So, I mean, I, I I know the um the group out of New York also runs Maryland and runs New Hampshire, and I know you guys do. They usually have a a sleep a slumber party for the girls so you guys had a slumber oh, yeah. party so Definitely you did have there was a pajama yeah party. yeah a pajama party so it just wasn't open to the public where yeah. the the parties for california are are really um want the community to support the girls which i think is a great way to get more people because i think that's what we're having problems is that we're not getting newer people to be a part of the organizations mm-hmm. so absolutely Definitely. I think it's very exciting that they they not only allow the community to be involved, but they're also um, promoting charity, which is, I think, really, really great for that them to be doing that, even oh. on a state level. I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week. 
Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Production. No matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer, you're doing a music video, or you're doing commercial, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443-422-3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to this great interview. All right, Kat, so this is the part of the show where I let you take over for a couple seconds, uh, a couple minutes, and um, if there's anything that we need to highlight, I know we're really excited for you coming up. Um, you said 11 days? 10 days. 10 days. Yeah. So that's the big deal, but is there anything else coming up? Do you have any public appearances planned that you, or any fundraising? What's your platform? Um, tell, sure. Yeah, tell us what... What can we do to help you uh, spread the word? Because we're tough. Uh, I hope you totally feel that we're on your team rooting for you to be Miss California. So. Absolutely. And I appreciate that so much. So I actually have a very um, specific platform. However, I'm kind of someone who doesn't like to just stick with one platform and I want to help everybody. So I kind of am a platform jumper. But uh, my main platform for pageantry is uh, definitely mental health and physical health awareness. Uh, I'm a survivor of sexual assault. Um, and so sorry. Physical, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but it, it really shaped me into the person that I am. And I think that it's it's very important that I use all of my growth and all of my stories and everything to kind of help other people and inspire other people and show them like, hey, you know what, you got a dream, you've been through a lot, but you can still do it. Like, look at what I've look at what I have done. So uh, that's kind of my ultimate goal. So in terms of my platform and ways that you can support, I actually do have charity. Um, it is called Panties for a Purpose. I founded this charity at the beginning or at the towards the end of last year um kind of at the end of summer actually um this charity directly supports survivors of sexual assault currently it operates in the upstate new york area and the southern california area um this organization basically is just me and my family at the moment but we, what we do is we collect donations and we use those donations to purchase brand new brand name panties that we provide to emergency rooms and crisis centers. And these, the purpose of these panties are to replace these hospital grade, very low quality, almost diaper like underwear that are given uh, to survivors who seek emergency medical attention immediately after sexual assault. Uh, they have to surrender their panties for evidence typically and are given this pair of hospital panties instead. So panties for a purpose's goal is to get a nice pair of panties into the hospital to give to these women because I feel as if it's just a little bit of a confidence booster. Nobody wants to go home sitting in a diaper just reminiscing on everything that just happened to them. A lot of women just don't even want to give up their panties and, and feel this type of violation so to receive something that is nicer and to know that there is someone out there thinking about you even in this very small moment I think that can go a very long way uh, so that is ultimately panties for a purpose's goal along with just ultimately spreading the message um, of women empowerment and protecting women and fighting um, the stigma that lies against survivors and how they may suffer with mental illness and such. 
Well, I hope that you can achieve your goal, and if not win Miss California, at least get one of these national clothing. There's no reason why for every one panty someone buys that they can't um, give one to um, to a hospital, and it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be the sexiest pair. It could just be a nice pair of panties that they don't have to wear the generic um, paper one or with, you know, whatever they do for plastic surgery, you know, and of course, of course. And, you know, I'm a guy and um, I totally understand that if, if I had to not have underwear on, I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable. So I can't imagine what it would feel like for a woman. So we gotta, we gotta, there's gotta be, so I'm putting a challenge out there to, a clothing designer. There's got to be a clothing designer in the world that will team up with Cat here and give her one panty for everyone that's sold. And let's try and make that happen. There's got to be someone out there listing that knows someone who knows someone, or you own that company directly that wants mm-hmm. to work with her foundation. Um, and you know, I bet you you would be more than happy to to make a big thing about it. So, and, and especially if you win Miss California, I know you're going to push that. So I'll, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I mean, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I think that's a good, I, I think, you know, even if you say you do jump around because you want to help everything, I think that is a mm-hmm. really important thing because, um, giving people back their dignity, um, by just having a piece of underwear is, is important. So, and the heal- starting that healing process as soon as possible, I think, is uh, most important. So, Absolutely. And I've even taken it a step further. I also have um, an online page and movement that's called Survive and Rise. So the kind of purpose of that is to continue um, growing after whatever traumatic experience you've been through. And it doesn't even have to be um, sexual assault. A lot of us go through things and 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 grow through things i should say so it's kind of it's an empowerment page and it talks a lot about physical health and mental health and how they go hand in hand and i try to use those kind of together uh to inspire empowerment and to fight the stigma that lies against um survivors but i I also do work with ocean cleanups Uh, i'm also starting to do work for fighting the homeless crisis here in the los angeles area as well and um helping uh, underprivileged children in the LA city area as well. So I am definitely a, uh, a hopper here on the platforms, but, um, I think, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's, to me, it sounds like you just have a big heart and you just can't say no to anything. So, Absolutely. I mean, I, I asked you several times, you definitely took advantage of coming on my show. I don't have the biggest audience, so I appreciate your time so much. And I appreciate you wanting to tell your story even though it meant driving up some um, little bit of drama and I really hope that um, you do win Miss California because it sounds like you would be such an inspiration and such a bright um, spot and it definitely sounds like you would have that both east coast uh, west coast kind of vibe and maybe you could help um, really be that great um, connector for the entire country. So that would be awesome. Well, thank you so much. That, that is very encouraging. And I really appreciate you saying that. No, no, I, um, I think the, the, the 
biggest thing that anyone can do when as they have more um, attention is to unify and to really work together. So I I wouldn't um, you you should don't don't feel that you need to limit your your possibilities down just to one cause. If if you mm-hmm. think that you can help the home, you're absolutely right. The the homeless issue in Los Angeles County specifically is is tremendous. Uh, Skid Row is is a big issue. Um, oh, yeah. Living here in Baltimore, I'm even aware of it. So if it's mm-hmm. if it's aware here in Baltimore how bad it is in LA, then you know how bad it is. So absolutely. Um, you know. You know, and and praying for it doesn't get it. You know, we we need to help. We need to raise money. We need to build shelters for them. And just like we need, you know, praying for for rape victims is all and good. But what we really need is we need them to have their dignity back. Give them, like you mm-hmm. said, um, brand new panties and and find their and find their v- victims and prosecute them. So, absolutely. You know Actions who what need to be taken. Absolutely. You know who now. I would encourage you if you if you want to reach out to a sister queen that is in the same field. The, mm-hmm. the current Miss DC um, America is okay. has a foundation that focuses on rape victims, and she's also a um, past rape victim, and um, she would probably be a great avenue, a great partner with you. And okay. I think she would probably she has her own not for profit, and I think that. Between the two of you guys, you guys could be a strong ally in um, raising money, and you know, you, with your with your parents still being on the East Coast, that could be a great ally. So, um, after the show, I'll pass you her information. So, perfect, awesome. Well, Kate, I really am so thankful for you to come on the show. If there isn't anything else you'd like to talk about, then I'll I'll let you go. Um. Yeah. I. I think that pretty much sums it up i think i basically had the chance to talk about everything i really do appreciate you asking me to come on your show i had a great time talking with you well thank you so much kate of course thank you thank you so much kat for coming on the show it's always great to hear from a young person who's still starting on their way up to being a superstar and to be top of the mountain and be such an incredible person. We here at the Total Focus Podcast are totally with you and are absolutely praying for you. And we truly hope that you achieve your goal as Miss California. And we hope that all of the experiences that you told us are only things that will make you better. And as we said in the the podcast, you only know what you know. And now that you know that you deserve the best, I only hope that you get the best. Don't forget, everyone, the Total Focus podcast drops every Thursday. We would love for you to please subscribe both on iTunes and on YouTube. Please comment. Tell us what you like what you don't like. Give us the thumbs up. Give us a thumbs down. Tell us what you want to hear. If you've got people out there that you want to hear interview, tell us and we will bring them on the show. Please let us know. And as always, please stay tuned and join us for our next episode. (laughs) 